everyone, and welcome back to another episode of American Night Live. Sit back and relax as we introduce our first guest, the famous Charlie Chaplin. Okay, so how are you, Charlie? This isn't another one of your movies. Feel free to talk as much as you would like and be who you are. The audience will eat it all up. So, Charlie, can you tell us a little bit about the movie industry during this time? Right now, silent films are dominating the movie industry, and this phenomenon can be seen by the numerous men or women dressing like me or my co-stars. I mean, no wonder, with my face and skills, silent films are sure to dominate. But jokes aside, the secret behind the domination of silent films generally comes from the storyline. How so? Well, the essence of a silent film is to tell a story that brings out joy and laughter. The directing, script, facial expressions, and makeup all compile together to tell the audience a story without the need for any words. Are all the movies the same? Well, yes and no. All of the effort is all of the same effort is put into each movie, but the story obviously varies. There are various genres such as historical fiction, horror, swashbuckler, melodramas, and etc. I see, I see. What do you think has led to the expansion of the film industry in America? Well, besides my charm, I would say that this trend began after the Great War. People began to have the time and leisure to look out for these new movies. The rise of picture palaces helped since they were able to seat about one to 2,000 people for one showing and play famous films from different studios of the Big Five, like the Warner Brothers. Do you think te technology has helped as well? Yes, I do. Although I'm still wary of owning my own television, they do inform people about the latest trends, such as new movies that are coming soon. By displaying these advertisements, there is more interest for my movies, and thus more people do end up coming. Speaking of your movies, do you think pantomimes are going to remain as the trend for the next few decades? Honestly, it's too soon to tell. There have been talks of using sound in movies, but it's only 1925. We're going to have to wait and see what 1926 or 1927 hold. Well, thank you for coming on, Charlie. My pleasure. Up next, we have the jazz legend, Louis Armstrong. How have you been? I'm doing fine, thank you. So, Mr. Armstrong, I'm sure the audience is dying to learn more about you and your newfound fame. Would you please introduce what it is that you do? Well, I'm a trumpet player, and my specialty is jazz music. The spirit of jazz is freedom. That's why there are no music sheets in front of the jazz players. We flow with the music and improvise on the spot to match the rhythm and the groove. How is it that a number of people can play the same song if there are no parts? Well, that, sir, is the beauty and point of jazz. We all start out with the same few notes and then branch on off from there with a few solos here and there. Jazz is meant to be proactive and to share the culture my people have created. It does often astound our audiences with our non-Western rhythms. Ah, I see. Do you believe jazz relates to the new movement in Harlem? The movement, as you call it, is more than that. It is a cultural revival for my people. In this country, people of color have been told that they are inferior to white people. We have been and continue to be segregated by other people, so this movement is a celebration of what it means to be black. Our poems, playwrights, novels, and music is meant to share a story and to comment on the unfairness we continue to see each and every day. But are there any ties of jazz to African American culture? The roots of jazz can be traced back to the beginning of slavery. After being forcefully brought here, our people ventured out to regain a part of who they truly were. The rhythms in jazz are similar to the slave spirituals that our ancestors sang on the plantations while they worked. 
In fact, jazz has even influenced the works of various Harlem poets, such as Langston Hughes. His poems move to the beat of the blues and the jazz. I never noticed that. That's because you don't feel the nature of jazz. You don't understand how or what jazz is trying to portray. I'm sure there are plenty of white people that can feel jazz. It has begun to face national recognition. You bet that's right. There are so many white people willing to make the journey to Harlem just to get a feel for what jazz is. But sadly, the cultural aspect of jazz has been turned into a mainstream culture. If only white people would come to Harlem to appreciate our literature and struggles instead of coming over to dance the night away and seam in with the groove. Well, that's all we have time for with Louis Armstrong, everyone. We'll be right back with our other guest after this short commercial break. Hello, everybody. Henry Ford here. It is a well-known fact that there are many poor, poor people who have, been, who have recently immigrated here to the United States of America and have no idea how to be proper Americans just like everyone else. Luckily, I'm a great inventor and a citizen, and I know how to solve this problem. Since I recently had much success in, in the automobile business, creating the Model T and revolutionizing production through the assembly line, I am in need of many, many workers for my automobile plants. So for those struggling and poverty-stricken immigrants, there's a job opportunity for you. I offer a great plan for all those who need me to give them jobs and money. I even provi provide a program in which these immigrants are encouraged to assimilate and become Americanized. You heard it. You can come work at my factories for decent wages and learn how to become one of us. It's easy to get and keep a job at my factories as long as you promise to conform as a typical middle-class American who does not hold on to any special culture, practices, and traditions from your home country. I highly encourage this for all Americans. Come work for Henry Ford and become an American. Okay, so folks, we're trying out a new and radical idea today, and we're just going to see how it goes. We're presenting the Speak Your Mind segment. If this segment goes well today, we might continue this in the future. We're going to have a woman on the show, and to speak her mind, too. We sure are doing things real different around here. Let's hope you all don't think that this is too outrageous and scandalous. Okay, enough of this introduction. Let's get down right to it. Introducing, introducing Margaret Sanger. Please introduce yourself and speak your opinion. Hello, my name is Margaret Sanger. I am an activist for women's rights, and I became a nurse in my early 20s. I believe strongly in women having the right to use birth control, as I believe that my mother's untimely death was caused by many miscarriages and babies that she could not support. Also, I've had much experience with many women performing unsafe abortions or terminating their pregnancies. Birth control, by the way, is how to prevent unplanned pregnancies. There are many types of birth control, but ideally the best type is an easy-to-take pill form. I have had many accomplishments regarding women and previously taboo topics. I started writing a newspaper column teaching young girls about sex and preached to them that every baby that they have should be planned, wanted, and loved. Or as I say it, every child should be a wanted child. I also wrote some pamphlets to spread the word. I started up the first birth control clinic, created several organizations dedicated to birth control, and helped make birth control widely available to women across the nation. 
Unfortunately, I did face some opposition and ended up going to jail for a few days. But that doesn't matter at all. I have accomplished what I have always strived to do. My main opinions, which are to give women the rights that they deserve, to allow them to have the ability to control their pregnancies through birth control so they don't have to go through unnecessary suffering, and to help women receive sex education, have been successfully spread across most of the nation, and hopefully the world. Um, okay then. All right. Margaret Sanger, everybody, self-proclaimed, self-proclaimed feminist, women's rights activist, and birth control advocate. Well, this has been the Speak Your Mind segment. Please mail us some feedback, and I'll see you after this short commercial break. This is a message for all Americans, wealthy or middle class. Are you tired of dragging your f tired feet around? Do you want to be able to look darb and take your Sheba out on romantic trips? Well, here's a great opportunity for you. You can buy a Model T. That's right, you can have your own Model T, an automobile. It's now cheaper than ever. Don't go and buy a hay burner. Those things are bourgeois. The Model T is cheap now because of my assembly line. The assembly line cuts down production cost and time, making the overall cost of my product lower for you, the wonderful capitalist, capitalist consumers. Buy one, buy one soon and you'll get my personal seal of approval. Today we're going to take a sneak peek into the lives of the common man. Let's see how you, the viewers, are living up the 1920s. And who better to tell us than a common man themselves? Everybody, please welcome Connor Smith. Hello, everybody. It's an honor to be here. Who would have thought that the 1920s can get more exciting? So, how about you start off about telling us the new and exciting things in your life? Of course. So first of all, I am pleased to be driving an automobile. At first, my neighbors and I were pretty bummed out that we couldn't afford it. But after the Model T came out, they became affordable for my friends and I. It's much easier to get to work, stores, and anywhere really. The roads are much more maintained, and many highways have opened up. Not only that, but Mrs. Smith is finding life to be much easier as well. Just the other day, I gifted her with some new washer machines. Now all she has to do is hang the clothes to dry. The machines does everything else for her. Fascinating, truly. We also eat these new packaged food bars. We saw Charlie Chaplin eat them on television the other day, and we just had to have it for ourselves. Which, by the way, I was told he was here earlier. Now that we have so much free time, my wife and I love to drive to the movies or to the local jazz bars. One time, we saw Babe Ruth live on the baseball field. Can life truly get any better? Oh, wow. The life of a common man has truly become luxurious. Don't mind me asking, but how do you and all your friends afford all of these activities and new products? Well, the credit system, of course. The new installment buying plan allows us all to buy now, but pay later. We don't really have to get into the details of whether I should be able to for afford all of these things or not because it really doesn't matter. All these expenditures are a later problem. Not to brag, but I also put money into the stock markets. There was so much buying and selling going on, I decided I should go in on these strong companies. Wow, that seems... Terrible! That is absolutely atrocious! Excuse me, who are you? 
a person who isn't blinded by the materialism of America. Don't you see these new processed foods, compelling advertisements, and stock markets are actually destroying our country? Don't even get me started on the credit system. Host, aren't you going to kick this guy off? He's such a Debbie Downer. Actually, these just got interesting. I'd like to hear what he has to say. Go ahead. Ugh, I'm out of here. Well, first off, the credit system. It's a great idea. However, our Americans only seem to be abusing this. With these many people buying things they can't afford, our economy is doomed to crash. I'll bet Connor over here doesn't even earn 2000 a year, and at this rate, he's going to be left with massive debt. If everyone is in debt, how will our economy keep circulating money? Also, the new mass production of foods are putting our farmers out of a job. How are they supposed to pay their loans to the banks? Not only that, but the stock market are so obviously inflated. These companies come off as strong, but really, they are not. People are investing money they don't have and think they are earning money that companies don't have. I warn you all, Americans, change now. Well, thank you for that. I cannot say whether I disagree or agree, but I definitely will say that this is something people should keep on their minds. That is all we have for the show today. And a quick shout out to our sponsor, Henry Ford. And see you all next time. Thank you.